When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Happy in the building. Uh, not really. You're in your building. The Donna, it's the royal we. The building, planet Earth, this oh, life. my bad. Producer Holly ether. Roberts is here, too. In this dimension, yes, confirmed. Yes, okay. queen. All right, all right. Sorry I blew up. All right, well, we already heard that the Oscar nominations have been announced this morning. Uh, about, what, an hour and a half ago, something like that. Uh, we'll get to those in a minute, but also today's uh, a big day because the Senate Committee on the Judiciary Hearing regarding Ticketmaster and the presumed monopoly on live entertainment ticketing mm. is also going on live as we speak. Uh, um, are we going to be dipping in from time I to time know. like a C-span? I, I know you're so jazzed about this because it's in a courtroom and you like court stuff. And Juror so, number 12 at your service. You have served our society two separate times. And uh, this is great. Well, this is for the people. I mean, it's the this is the people versus Ticketmaster. Yeah, in many ways. I mean, uh, obviously they're under scrutiny, um, especially within the past several months as the comeback of you know a lot of these huge artists going on tour. Um, and yeah, they're it just everyone's frustrated with their policies. I mean, we're talking Bruce Springsteen. Tickets were selling upwards of $5,000 in July. Taylor Swift fans practically crashed the site in November. So now there's, you know, plenty of questions for Ticketmaster. So we'll see what happens with that. Hmm. Thank you. Donna, thank you for your courage. You're welcome. There are a lot of shows this year. I mean, Madonna is coming. Taylor is coming. Pink is coming. Yeah. Uh, Springsteen's on tour. I mean, everybody's getting back on the road. What's the uh, What's the best place to see a show? Uh, let's talk about the major venues, the major venues in the Twin Cities. Particularly, let's pit the X up against U.S. Bank. I feel like I hear people say the X all the time because U.S. Bank, the, they the feel acoustics. like it's too big. Yeah, 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 I have, yeah. the sound's bouncing everywhere. Probably but, the X, I would think. Thing. Do they ever do stuff at the Target Center? Occasionally. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a show there. And I've been oh, to, wow. guys, 11 concerts in my life. Oh, boy. Um, 
I have been to a couple at the X, though. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, the Wiggles rock the house there for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's got Was jokes. that one of the 11? I don't have to tell you okay, guys. Fine, then. I like fine. to say I've seen everyone from Peter, Paul, and Mary to Bruno Mars. Oh, that's... And the Oak Ridge Boys in between. <laughs> Mamas and the Papas. Oh, I would have loved. To have seen the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, who did you see? Who did you Peter, see? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, you mamas said that. Mamas and the okay. Papas were only together for two years in the 60s, Donna. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. How about, you know... Th- <sighs> I told you that guy, Denny, hates me. Oh, no. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he he's no like longer it. in our dimension, Well, he Donna, hated so. me. Oh, no. Ran into him at a bar once. I wasn't <gasps> even talking to him. Wait a second. For those who him. don't know, <laughs> is Denny one of the Papas? I believe so, yeah. He was okay. a Papa. And then okay. he moved on and did other stuff. Why did I he I did not you, know Donna? that this Just because I was case. obnoxious. I was like oh, yeah. an obnoxious 30-year-old. Well, were you a fan of his? No, I wasn't even talking to him. I was just in his peripheral uh, space. She was less a fan of Denny, probably more a fan of whatever drink they were serving that night. Correct. Which probably turned your volume up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, and of course, I ran into Carrot Top and all was good. Don't worry about it. What? Same night? Yeah. What? Yeah, a little bit later. What? A place to see and be seen. How did you find out that Denny, one of the Papas from the Mamas and the Papas, hashtag California Dreamin', was upset with you? Uh, because he was talking to one of my best friends, and she was like, that guy was in the Mamas and the Papas. And I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, yeah, he does not. He's not a fan of yours. I'm like, oh well, oh, harsh. I'm not for everyone. Oh, it's like the time that I got into a Facebook fight with Donnie York from Shanana. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. How'd that occur? Oh, you know. <laughs> Politics? Uh, we have a mutual friend on Facebook, and then the comments start. This was just like, that is where, this is my philosophy about Facebook. It's called okay. the Donnie York uh, Theory of Diminishing Returns. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> where you're just arguing out into the ether, and you're never going to get anywhere, right. so you just have to back off. I Correct. mean, this was like yeah. probably like five or six years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I blame the friends. <laughs> What do you mean? The I just friends? blame the go between. Like my friend was sitting at the bar talking to this guy, and then, you know, um, I wouldn't have even known that was him, or if I cared whether or not he liked me. Thank but you. now you probably can't listen to a Mamas and Papas song without thinking about it in some way. I can. I I can not. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you mean? I mean, if I knew one of the Beach Boys thought I was obnoxious, and if they met me, I'm sure they would, but I haven't. I would, every time I listen to Kokomo, I'd be like, what's with him? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got stories. There's a guy in Eric Clapton's band who screamed in my face one time. Now, did he do this because he just had a random fit of rage? Yes. or Or was there anything that led up to that? He, I remember him yelling in my face. I was a go-between working at the International Rock Awards, and something was happening where he couldn't get in, and this guy was in my face, and he's like, we are talking about a major bleep, bleeping recording artist here. And I remember his spit landing on my face, and I was like, I don't get paid enough to do this. I really don't. <laughs> I don't even think I was getting paid. I was just doing it for the resume. And then I think he died. I think he died in a plane crash. How tragic.
That is tragic. Well, we're starting the show off. (laughs) I'm going to try to tie into these stories. Um, You mentioned spit on the face, and we'll get sort of happier with this. Mickey Rourke, still alive? Yes. Yes. Yeah, wait, definitely. Yeah. Wait, no, okay. No, no, you're no, talking no. about Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney, he okay. passed, yes. right? Yes. Mickey Rooney Hollywood passed. Legend. God you rest his soul. Him too. I was talking to Mickey Rooney. He had a great interview. Well, he was very entertaining in the interview. He had a lot of energy, but the whole time that I was talking to him, he had, imagine he had just had a lifesaver and chomped it up into little, little bits and had to swallow it right before the interview started. So now there was a white, almost porcelain looking little chunk on his lip. Mm. So I'm talking to him and I'm like, you know, and God love him. He was elderly at that point, certainly. And then we're chatting. And then at one point, mid interview, he says like, and then I said, and I, it just went, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, it's coming toward me. Oh this is going to be my God. origin story. It's like a hair in a hot tub. You yeah. like, oh, get it away from me. In slow-mo. <laughs> and then immediately we finished the interview and I turned to my friend David, who's running the camera. And I'm like, is it on me? Is it, am I Mickey Rooney now? Because that's an origin story. That's how superhero movies work. Oh, wow, Steve. You're the anyway. biggest star in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> so... Anyway. That's all that. Uh, we got all sorts of fun stuff to get to. We'll break down some Oscar stuff, sure. talk snubs and all that throughout the show today. Uh, but when we come back, my talk, we love local. Donna, you particularly, we both love Sue from Popcorn. You oh, have an affinity great. for this place. And every time we go there, you're buying tubs and gifts for people. <laughs> no, uh, so we're, It's been a while since we've talked to her. So we're going to get her on the phone, tell you a little bit about Popcorn as we want to help uh, shine the light on some local businesses doing great things here in the community. Get to that when we come back. Donna, Steve on my talk. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's Donna and Steve with Holly Roberts on My Talk 1071, where we love local. Steve, look what I have in front of me right now. <laughs> did you get a special <laughs> delivery or did we you stop did. at Popcorn right? Oh, what the heck? Oh my gosh. So Sue from Popcorn is on, on the line with us right now. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? I am marvelous. The sun is out. I'm at the store, and we're going to make some popcorn. Oh, my gosh, Sue. Okay, so I was reading, you know, a little bit on your website about how you launched Popped Corn in Minnetonka with the goal of, like, offering the best locally popped fresh popcorn and fudge on the planet. Mission accomplished. (laughs) I have to tell you, I am not a popcorn person. Like, whenever someone puts out a bowl of popcorn, I'm like, yuck, no, thank you, ew. And then you came along. And you just go, I mean, like, you have to understand, Sue, you have, and I know this is the case with you and a lot of your customers, you've really cast a spell on Donna. So with what Donna just said, like, hey, I wasn't so much of a popcorn person before, and now I just love it. I bet that's not the first time you've heard something like that. That is not. In fact, the very first time we advertised with you guys, Donna tried some and went on for a minute and a half about how much she <laughs> loved it. Still pick a popcorn. So I knew we were on to something to convert somebody like that. Oh, that's so awesome. awesome. Now, for, for people who have maybe been to your location, it's been too long since we've been there. We've done broadcasts there before, which are just so yep. fun. Um, in your Minnetonka location, if we went back to that same spot, you wouldn't be there, but you'd be darn close. Tell us about the uh, the move that recently happened for popcorn last year. 
you would actually find Northern Fire Barbecue and Grill, who I know you love, yep. in oh, our love old them. space. And we moved down about four doors into bigger space. And thank heaven we did so because we were so busy in December. I don't think we could have done it in our old space. So oh. we're about 50% bigger and just more room to make lots more products. Oh, my God. Can I ask just the most basic of questions? Mm-hmm. Why popcorn? You know, I wanted to do something different, and I didn't want it to be another women's clothing store. Because if I had to pick the color of the season, it would always be navy blue. And that is seriously (laughs) part of my um, how I narrowed it down. But also because popcorn, you love it. I never meet somebody who's not cheerful when they come in because they're here to get popcorn. Right. There's a reason every single month, if not every single week, to be buying popcorn, whether it's you know, the NFL playoffs or Valentine's Day coming up or yes. New Year's or, you know, birthdays. We've got a new customer who is now sending a gift box for all of their customers on their birthday. Oh, that's such a great oh, that's idea. A great idea. I bet Isn't you hear a lot of stories, too, Sue, where people come in and, it's uh, you know, and not a lot of places get this, right? You go in, you do the transaction, you go home. But I bet at Popped Corn... They're like, hey, I'm picking up a tin for, and then you get to find out, oh, they've got a graduation happening. Somebody just got a job. They've got a family movie night. That's got to be a really fun part of what you do. It really is. And, you know, one of the things that surprised me is how awesome our customers are and how much they go out of their way to tell other people about us. That has really surprised me. You know, it's one thing to have great customers, but it's another for them. We have one customer who comes in, buys products, and then goes and gives them away to people. Yes, that's so nice. You know, I had sent a friend in, and this is a great idea for you if you're a business owner listening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, For Mm -hmm. his holiday gift, he went in and got bags because they come in all different sizes, you know, and savory, sweet, and just yeah, hand it out to your clients. Donna's got a little bag right there. Not a little. I mean, that's a bag that you could really go through and have a lot of fun. But it's not. I think a lot of people think flavored popcorn, and they only imagine the tin, Sue. And so maybe some people are like, oh, I don't know. Am I going to be able to get through all that? But um, offering it in different sizes in these sealed up bags is a great idea. Well, we now offer some reclosable bags in some sizes because it's easier than the twist tie, and people are always dropping the twist tie. <laughs> but we have seven bag sizes, so you're right. You oh, can wow. get a mini if you want to just try it out. I sent over juniors because a mini for me is not enough. Right. I always want to go back for more. You know what? And then we have several that are larger. And yep. we'll have to run through some of the flavors, but I also want to point out, if you do get a big bag, you had told me that you could put it in the freezer for a while. You can, and that surprised me. But we have a customer who used to do kettle corn, for the state fair, and he confirmed it for me. We can start six months ahead of time, although we don't need to here, but he would start ahead of time. So if you. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Get a large bag and you're not going to finish it all. It's great for portion control. You can stick it in the freezer and it only takes a few minutes to warm up to room temp and off you go. I can confirm that.
Let's talk about a few of the uh, the bigger options, too. Of course, people just coming in and it's sort of a grab-and-go, and it's such a pick-me-up to your day, uh, but also corporate events and weddings. Tell me about so, – so, folks, you have brides, grooms, et cetera, coming in saying, you know what? We wanted our reception to make it a party, to make it fun. We want a whole lot of popcorn. Well, we do what we call a popcorn bar, and it's like a buffet of popcorn, and you can do it either in big open tubs where you serve yourself – Or we have these little bags called event minis, which I love. They're single serving. They're about two cups. But we'll put a custom sticker on it for your event or wedding, like, thanks for popping in. Um, (laughs) Cute. All because he popped the question. Cute. That's great. Oh, my gosh. That's adorable. What a great idea. And you've also got pins for, like, with the big game coming up. Um, We have a tin for each of the four teams that are still in the playoffs. Oh, so, really? Um, How the fun. Bengals, the Chiefs, the 49ers, and the Eagles. So we also have for the other sports, if you're not a football fan, such as the Timberwolves and other NBA teams, Minnesota Wild, of course, and they've been playing really well. Yeah. And then we have a ton of colleges. We have a lot. The U of M tins do really well in Minnesota. And um, just about any college you can think of for the bigger schools. Awesome. For the smaller schools like Minnesota State Mankato, I am an alum, so I had custom mm-hmm. tins made because I wanted yeah. to make sure that we were represented. Absolutely. Yes. But you can get custom tins made. Okay, this is fantastic. I had a question for you, and it totally slipped to my mind. Well, let me ask one quick question before she goes, since you forgot yours, Donna. Um, we're talking with our buddy Sue from Popcorn in Minnetonka. Go check out their bigger, new, expanded location um you know we love celebrating local companies who support my talk and really become a staple in communities just you as the individual business owner sue the fact that you know we've talked about people coming in saying it's for a wedding it's for a you know a promotion whatever realizing the part of that community that you've become uh, how does that make you feel? I don't know if you dreamed up the interpersonal enjoyment that you would get out of a job like this when you decided to open popcorn years ago, but how does it feel like when you put your feet up at the end of the day and say, wow, we've like become a staple here? You know, it dawned on me not that long ago that this has kind of turned into a big deal. We're just over eight years old <gasps> and we have customers that have become friends we have uh, one of our customers, when we moved, he emailed me and said, can I come help? Oh, my I mean, God. This young man is a freshman in college. He's probably 6'6", six, six, <laughs> and uh, he helped us carry shelves down the, down the sidewalk. And, you know, just customers have become friends. It's we have our, uh, one of our original customers, Ivy, is in her mid to late 80s, and she comes in and is just a hoot, and we love to have her and see her. And, you know, sometimes she'll stop in just to catch up. Oh, my God. That's so great, Sue. Everyone go and visit. If you're a popcorn lover, even if you're not, you will become a popcorn lover once you're introduced to popped corn in uh, Minnetonka. Just off of, uh, is it Sanibel? It's Shady Oak. You'll see it right there. Look it up. It's poppedcornlikepasttense.com. Sue, we love you. Great to talk with you again. We love you, too. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Sue. Thanks for supporting my talk. Um, hello, uh, Oscars are coming up. If you're having a party, look at this. We got the Vegas mix. You're going to share some of that with me. Absolutely. Right? Oh. Everything but the bagel, dill pickle, cinnamon toast. I mean, they've got the pizza flavored. 
buffalo wings. I mean, all sorts of really creative flavors. So go and visit them. We revved Donna's engine right there. Um, Hey, when we come back, I want to tell you about a new experiment that I'm doing with my kids that they all got really excited about. So I'll tell you what we did uh, when we come back. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Woo! Oscar nominations were announced. We'll get to um, more of that coming out throughout the show. Um, I don't think there's any big surprises or anything like that there. I was waiting to see if um, if Emancipation got any love, the Will I don't Smith think movie. So. And it didn't. Um, and so I, haven't, I still haven't seen that movie. I, um, I don't know if I can watch it. I know part of me is like, you have to watch it. Right. But, um, yeah, I've seen it, you know, and was like, oh, no, I can't. Just the trailer. I can't do it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, you know, Will Smith was wondering if his fellow cast members, if the director, Antoine Fuqua, if they would be penalized for his transgressions. Well, they And were. you could argue that they were, um, but I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm not an Academy member. Also, before I tell you what I did with my kids... I'm just going to throw this out. Think about this. We're probably not going to get to it at any point, but I asked this on my Facebook page this morning. Only one can exist. Pizza or potatoes? Mm, that's tough. Because potato can turn into a bunch of different things. French fries, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, potato soup, potato chips. Basically, potatoes. <laughs> but my, yes, but I think when you first hear potatoes, potatoes versus pizza, in my head, I see a slice of pizza that is divine in a raw potato. That's what comes to my head. That's a good question. So, potatoes or pizza? I'm keeping the pizza. You're never going to eat a French fry ever again. That's fine. You're you're the wrong person for any food quiz. <laughs> Wait, but pizza is amazing. I know it is. I'm with Donna. You'd go pizza? Yeah. I spring for pizza more often, you know, which means like we should get pizza tonight. I eat potatoes all the time. I'm like, eh. Eh. I don't know the last time I had a French fry. And Holly. I, and I'm okay with that. Do you know how good they are? Yeah, but uh, pizza's better. Poutine. Oh, yeah, you love poutine, don't you, Steve? Love poutine. <laughs> that sounds oh so gosh. dirty. I don't like that. I know. I don't. I didn't name it. That's just what they call it. Okay. Now this. <laughs> I am doing an experiment with my kids, and they got really excited about it really quick. So I said, here's what we're going to do. And I'm going to give each of you $10. You each get 10 bucks, and you each get to choose one stock that you want to buy. $10. Did everyone listening just hear Donna go, oh, God. <laughs> I just want to make sure, because sometimes we can only hear it in our headphones. Sorry, I was on the other line. What? Okay. Sorry. Could have been me. You don't it's know. It's my insurance yeah. adjuster. <laughs> okay. You're taking calls with him during my segment? I thought my mic was off. Okay. Anyway, I said to these children, my children specifically, you each get $10. I'm going to pony up to 10 bucks. You each have to pick one company that you want to buy $10 worth of a stock in. And then 
90 days later, at the end of 90 days, whoever's stock has gone up the most in percentage points. So whoever's $10 has turned into the biggest amount, you get everybody's money. You win it all. So instead of, because somebody might go up, their $10 might go up to 12 bucks. somebody might go down to 7 bucks. somebody else is at ten fifty. So let me get this straight. Okay. You're teaching your children how to gamble. Yep, exactly, no. Donna. Exactly, Donna. I was like, we're going, we're going to no. races next. Great minds no. look alike. No, we're not. Well, first of all, they've already been to Canterbury, so they do know how to bet on the ponies. Okay. Um, I am teaching them to gamble in the same way that you pay a financial advisor to help you gamble. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would argue that if you have any money invested anywhere based on your current definition of what I'm having my kids do in an experiment, you are gambling as well. The stock market entirely, it's a game that you play. So the same thing that you are doing, you're just doing it with more than $10, I'm having my children do. So I brought up a chart yesterday on the TV and I showed them, and I have to tell you this, it's been a long time that I've ever seen them lean in so much to what I was teaching. They were asking like, well, what is a stock? And how do you know if it goes up or down? And then I showed them a chart of an investment and I said, look, this is today. Here's what it did the last week. Here's what it did the last month. And they were so geeked. My son woke up this morning and asked what time the market's open. <laughs> oh, my God. The only problem was he asked Lou, ding, and ding, Lou ding, knows ding. jack squat about this stuff. And she said, Grayson, I don't know the answer to that question. You'll, you'll have to talk He's to He's going to start subscribing to the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I did just... <laughs> I did just, um, we've watched this before in the past, but I uh, did set on our DVR Mad Money with Jim Cramer because he's crazy, so entertaining. You're watching this with the kids? We've watched it before, and he has a full soundboard of, you know, when he's doing his monologue about the stock market that day, bye, bye, bye. You know, he's got all these different sound effects. It's very entertaining. But what I'm doing is trying to introduce to them the concept of investing, what happens in a day versus what happens over a month, three months, a year. Then they started asking other questions. And we talked about like what would have happened if when Apple first had its uh, stock offering back in 1980, what if you had put $1,000 in that stock and then just walked away? Well, newsflash, that $1,000 would have turned into $2 million without you ever touching it again or investing anymore. So we're teaching them concept of like what happens over the long haul when you invest versus individually in a day. The kids are pumped. One of them is going to win everybody's money, which is maybe where you guys start thinking this is like betting on the greyhounds at the track. A little fantasy football-ish. I need to give them an incentive mm-hmm. where it's enough money to keep them interested, but not enough money where if you, you know, if you would lose the game, so to speak, uh, that it would hurt. But dad's ponying up all the money. You know, it's not like I said, all right, each of you give me 10 bucks. But now my well, kids are getting interested. the top? I don't know if I will or not. There are broker fees, Holly, and they need to learn about that. But I told him, I said, look, your 10 bucks will probably automatically go down because they do charge you a commission when you make uh, a trade of a stock. And so they were, they're just like leaning into the whole thing, trying to learn about it. You got to teach personal finance at home because they ain't teaching it in schools. Which they should. Absolutely. I would agree. You, did you leave school with a firm grip 
of uh, compound interest, of 401ks, of mm-hmm. what a what a FICO score is, what mortgage rates are, what a mortgage is, what escrow is. I don't know I don't what escrow so. is today. I. <laughs> it's a little holding tank for your money. Oh, we got a professor here, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a little holding tank, you know? It's a little vault so that when your taxes are due, they pull from your escrow. I think I'm saying the correct. I think you're saying it right. Yeah, it just yeah. pulls out of there and, yeah, stuff so, and stuff and things. Yeah. And maps. Trails off at the end. And maps. And, and maps. The Iraq. <laughs> Some people don't have maps. If you get it, you get it. Um, but anyway, so they're really, I've, I've honest to goodness, like never seen them this interested. So there was a company, or excuse me, a company, um, a YouTube vlog that we follow, this family vlog, and they did this a while ago where they did a fictitious $2,000. What would happen to $2,000? Kids pick two or three stocks, and then um, anything that went above the $2,000 their dad would then put in with real money and contribute that to a charity. So they got to choose a charity that they would give the money to. But then they also learned somebody bet on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Their fictitious $2,000 went down to $1,154. Somebody else invested their $2,000 in Nike and Coke, and it went up to $2,554. Can I ask what uh, Dev's stock of choice was? We did leave Dev out of it. The kids oh, okay. brought it up and said, "Should we have Dev? Should we choose something like Pampers or something? Is there, you know, Toys R Us? Or who's got a, a company for him?" But the kids chose. Thank you for asking. Uh, Lila chose Costco. Okay, and she chose it because she knows that people are there all the time, and they they sell a lot of food and stuff like that. Uh, Grayson chose a uh, company called SoFi. And SoFi Stadium is where the Super Bowl was last year. That was why it came to his mind. He liked it because its stock is uh, trading for about $5. So if it were to go up to $10, that'd be a 100% return on his investment. So he liked that it was could maybe go up and down a little bit more. Okay. And then Adeline, my oldest, went, went with um, Apple. And she said, you know, her reasoning was that, I was taking a video of her last night. Tell me your reason. And she said, look, the video that we're taking right now is being shot on an iPhone. And they always come out with new things. And people always think that they want the new things. And there are so many Apple things. So it's interesting hearing them think Think. through it. And and by the way, when I told them yesterday, hey, we'll do this experiment, they were all on their like little Chromebooks researching companies. And they were learning to read charts like wow. what is their what does YTD mean? Okay, that's year to date. What is look at the one week versus the five years? Notice how they've all sort of started lower and all gone up higher because time really matters in investment, not gambling. <laughs> some people have said. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, congratulations and good luck. Yeah, remember you to know. take your fee, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, there's always commission fee. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I got something in it for daddy. What am I spending all my time doing this for? Wow. So now I've got them up on Robinhood. It's great. I've been tracking their stocks all day. This is very exciting. So you just do that on your phone, right? That is correct. Robinhood is an app. And actually, Robinhood doesn't charge any fees when you make a transaction. So your $10, I believe, actually stays $10. But yeah, then you can just track it on the phone. And right there, I've got their... Uh, 
I can see there are three. Um, one of them has lost money. One of them has gained money. And you guys can't see any. I was trying to show you on the camera. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm not watching you. Oh, Donna, um, you got to watch. It's a great show. But somebody's okay. lost six cents. Somebody's up six cents. Somebody's uh, uh, even. Even Steve. What's the minimum dollar amount for a trade or for a buying stock? Um, there, it might be a minimum of five dollars. But then I was explaining things to them. I said it's ten dollars, but you've only purchased a portion of a share. Right. Because okay. Costco is trading at four hundred and thirty one dollars. Now Grayson owns one point seven shares of SoFi because they're all at different price points. Okay. But yeah, you can jump in for anything. Great, I do it Steve. on Robinhood. All right. Congratulations. That's you're being a good dad. Dadin! Yeah. Dadin, oh, baby. Everybody can suck it. <laughs> Alrighty. Sorry, that was the wrong spot to park. That night, on that night, on that note, today, not tonight. Where are we? Okay, I don't know. (laughs) What's happening right now? Everybody stand back and watch Donna tease the next segment. No, I got got it. I want to know whether or not you think something is healthy. It is basically preparing... In case you go missing. Sweet Lord. All right. If you see something, you should say something. That's what I'm going to do when we come right back on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Where talk is fun. Usually. We are the Bert and Ernie of my talk, they say. (laughs) I'm Ernie. You're definitely Bert. I'm the one with the egghead. Yeah, who's just more serious. Ernie's always trying to have a good time, yuck it up. Hey, Bert, let's do something fun. I can't right now, Ernie. You know, bills or whatever. I think that's us. I don't think I've watched Bert and Ernie for 40 years. I don't remember who's who. Ernie's one with the hair. Well, they so, both have little tufts, right? Yeah, oh, both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ernie's head is rounder, more oval. It's wider. Whereas uh, he's that he laughs like that, and then uh, Bert's head is more thin and oval, going up, and he's sort of more uptight, type A, type B, with the unibrow, the unibrow. Okay, compliment accepted. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for if you see something, say something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So, I know I'm going to take one angle on this, and Steve, you for sure will take a different opinion on this. I, not that long ago, bought a book called I'm Dead. Now what? Okay. And just to put all my information in there, because I'm a single woman, you know, my family's going to have to clean up whatever mess is left as far as paperwork and finances and credit cards and bills and you know the estate and all that yeah so i bought this book yeah, a little light cabin reading no it's more writing than reading mm. because i'm filling in the information that they need after i die it's like swedish death cleaning right you know just kind of preparing for your death so you don't leave just to be a considerate human Wow. So anyway, <laughs> that's Jeez how I'm Louise. approaching this. Yeah, so, if you haven't done it, by the way, that reads, you're an inconsiderate human. Carry on. No, no, no. Because usually if you're married, you know where one another's stuff is. You know, 
that who the electric company is, who the gas company is, whether or not you have cable, who do you, who do you owe money to on credit cards, all that stuff, right? Because you share. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, the latest social media trend is people putting together in case I go missing binders. <laughs> in case they become a subject of, of a missing, missing person. person's case. Oh, my. Or, you know, a true crime podcast, whatever. Um, but anyway, what people are doing, and I, oh, I should have included a link for you to see what they look like. So they're binders, right? And each inside the binder is like one of those inter-office looking envelopes. Okay. That, you know, you have the little string that... And the yeah, you gotta wrap it around a bunch of times. Yeah, so one of them will say photos. The other might say, you know, handwriting samples and fingerprints. Oh, my word. Dental records, blood type, medical histories, photos of your tattoos and scars, uh, oh. birthmarks, images of you with different hairstyles, passwords, birth certificates, license, wills, all of that stuff. And information on past and current relationships, just so you know who to pin it on. Um, coworkers. <laughs> so wait, that chapter, is it just called List of Suspects? <laughs> I don't know. I have to take a closer look. There's a little video of it. You could get them on Etsy. You could get them on Amazon. Etsy. <laughs> yes. They run for about... They, run they about, look cute then, you know? <laughs> You can be dazzled them. Um, they are about $45. And the folders first went viral a while back because there's a podcast called Crime Junkie. Oh, God. And, oh, yeah. Oh, let's see. Um, so do you think this is a good idea? I don't. And here's why. Okay. First of all, the chances of you going missing in your life are probably very, very, very low. The chances of you getting found as a result of the book are probably also very, very, very low. So now you have a something that is a very low probability. Uh-huh. And then within that thing that is already a very low probability of happening a very low probability of solving the case or turning you up alive. Mm. And my and the only reason I mentioned the, the, the low probability of both of those things is this book of organizing your DNA and your dental records, fingerprints, That you spent tattoos, hours preparing, by the way. That it actually puts your psyche, as we talk about mental health, that it positions it roots your mind and your mental energy in a very negative hypothetical space for something that has a very low likelihood of ever happening so that's why personally i wouldn't like it because i think it would um put out bad vibes or something not put out that it's not going to make it any more likely in my mind but you're going to be thinking about a very bad thing happening to you that will likely never happen as opposed to your here's what to do when i die or whatever you're gonna die you're going to die and that is a practical thing that you're doing for your survivors but this feels like it's capitalizing on our current fascination with crime with missing people and with murder 
which our society, based on what you see offered on streaming services, we have quite a fascination with. And it just sort of roots you in a crummy place. Okay. It's it's like the uh, Brene Brown, I believe. I think it was Brene Brown. BB, call the show if you're listening. I think she said rehearsing for tragedy, which we all do. She was talking about how it serves no purpose at all. And the hypothetical there would be, have you ever thought, you know, oh, what would I do if I found out my significant other died of a heart attack today? And you rehearse the tragedy in your mind. And you could fill in the blank with whatever tragedy would come to your mind. And she talks about all the mental energy that we spend rehearsing for that, thinking it will help to prepare us if and when the event arises, when in reality, when tragedy strikes, there there is no preparing for tragedy. Tragedy is out of the blue, your whole life stops, and there is no preparing. But we spend this mental energy preparing, thinking we're going to be better ready to handle it, when in reality, all we've done is robbed ourselves of present energy. So you're thinking, this is very grim, what if my kids die? A parent is thinking, what if my children die? And anytime that you spend thinking about that, thinking you're preparing for that tragedy, all you're doing is robbing yourself of being present with them now. And so it's doing the exact opposite. And I think I believe that's a Brene Brown principle. All right, I'm going to change the name of my binder from In Case I Go Missing to okay. I'm Dead. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Now what? Okay. Yeah, because that will right happen. You're you. going to die. Right. You've got you're you've got a family friend who's building his own coffin. Casket. Yes, yes. Oh Pilgrim George, building his own casket with your dad's it will help. Die. Yes, carving wood, woodworking. Is he like putting like really intricate designs? Yeah, and... I think they've had some crosses on there, some scriptures, uh, some oh, verses wow. from the Bible into the the side of it. Wow. Yeah, it's very intricate. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't isn't that? Most of us try to run away from the thought of ever dying, but whether you're building your own coffin or preparing documents so that your survivors are well prepared, that's good. Saying, here's the folder to go to if I go missing, that feels like an utter waste of time for most situations. The amount of time that you would spend thinking about it. But you know what, Steve, let me ask you this, and I know we're okay. up against the clock here. For a long time, they were doing this with children in schools. You know, police would come and fingerprint all the kids and, like, get all their information, take a little picture of them. Well, that can be done by authorities in one day. It's a, hey, it's an assignment. Here's just something for your safety. Boom, boom, boom. Who they're marketing this toward, though, are people who love watching crime and love wondering about crime. And now you're going to commit the next 90 days. I got this new book and I'm getting my dental records. But what about people who prepare for the apocalypse? You know, people who've got blankets and canned goods and a bomb shelter. And what about how do you feel about that? That's a tragedy. Yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) So I don't I don't know that I have a strong of opinions about that. I think the power grid could go out someday, so you should have some water and sausage links like they have in the cartoons. Mm, but if the power goes out, the sausage links might no longer be good. The fridge. Oh. Bye, Holly. Bye. <laughs> Holly left a while ago. She doesn't like